Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. So on this show, we have a uh, special treat for the listeners. We have an interview at the end that we hope everybody sticks around for. But before we get to that, what have you done since uh, Tuesday? You know, usual stuff. Had our April crew meeting last night at the Hernando Golf and Racquet Club. Uh, elected a new board. Uh, so a new board that will serve for two years. Uh, have a new president. Uh, may, may or may not be one of our sponsors, Derek. Uh, <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk about that as we get to <laughs> exactly. sponsorship. May not, may, yeah, one of our sponsors. But, uh, you know, congratulations to him, again, being our new president uh, there, the crew Fernando. Uh, excited about that and his uh, two-year reign as uh, president. And I'm um, looking forward to his leadership uh, coming up over the next two years. What about you? Work and then last night had both kids had kind of went separate ways. My son played a soccer game, which I went to see. And then my wife took my daughter to uh, track and field where she participated in the shot put, discus, and 800 meters. Yeah, so Derek, we've talked about this before. Uh, Allie Big Lane, shout out to you for, you know, trying track. Not not your uh, typical shot putter. No, no. She's she's about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, <laughs> probably weighs about 90 pounds. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's about a 10-footer. She throws about 10 feet. How There's, much does a shot put weigh? 10 pounds. So is that why the other day I saw you when I passed through it, like in the front yard, you had a watermelon and she was yeah, throwing? Yeah, trying to throw it. I mean, <laughs> it's – look, here, here it is. That, so there's 25 to 30 girls that do this at every meet, and there's about two or three that throw it about – 20 feet, mm-hmm. and everybody else throws at 10. And this I is mean, middle school. This is middle school. Middle school, okay. So all of them line up. I mean, you could put a mark, and with, they would be within one foot of that mark, 20 of them. Right. And then about two or three of them throw at 20, you know, 20 feet, uh, and they win. Every time. Every time. Every time. It's, Every a, it's time. the same schools that go it's to the it's, same it's like, schools. That should almost be a different, uh, different category or something like the three girls that can win and then the other 20 girls. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. And some of the girls, like they, their warm-ups are impressive. Right. I mean, it looks like they're about to launch it into right. orbit, and then it just – Ten feet, but it was good. Uh, you just got you know, it's a late night. I had to miss the crew meeting last night because of that. Where'd Bo uh, play? Uh, he played at North Point. Okay, uh, game was at five. But you know these high school games, man, they're forty minute halves. Yeah, fifteen minute halftime. It's a solid hour and forty minutes. Oh well, I've told you before. I I, I called uh, maybe four of the uh, Hernando uh, boys and girls soccer teams games and they would say it's a 40 minute clock and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> am i sitting up here by myself for 80 minutes you know run the clock yeah. and then yeah that's i mean it, it that's be really only long. 10 minutes short of a you know a pro game right. they're absolutely. 45 minute halves and these are 40 it's a long time it's a very very long time absolutely i'll tell you what you don't have to wait a long time for and that's to sell your house with team couch that's right, Derek, our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Now is the time to reach out to Brian and Terry and their team if you're planning to sell your home. They possess over 64 years of combined real estate experience, and that's over 25,000 closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi and just in the last two weeks were voted DeSoto County's best realtor for the fourth time. It is a great time to list your home, and right now, Brian and Terry are offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. That's a free, no-obligation market analysis to learn more about your home, the value of it, comps in your area, all those different things. Brian and Terry and their team can help you from beginning to end on selling your home. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700 
or find them at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com for your free, no obligation market analysis. Derek, the interview you teased just a few minutes ago is a sit-down interview with Coach Witten from the Hernando High School Lady Tiger softball team, the number one team in the state of Mississippi. Uh, sat down with Coach Witten and three of her players, and that interview comes up later. Those young ladies that joined us at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here under the water tower. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, knives, sauces, cutting boards, thermometers, cast iron, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. Again, that's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's the letter H, the number 2, the letter Q, Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics on Memphis Street at the How to Barbecue Right Shop. So, Derek, next Friday, we will, we will be welcoming on the two gentlemen running for the Ward 6 Alderman seat. Uh, they will be going. There's a runoff April 27th. Tuesday, April 27th is the election for that runoff. But we're going to have them next Friday. We're going to sit down with Ben Piper and Ryan Diffie, an opportunity to visit more, ask them deeper questions about their candidacy for the Ward 6 Alderman seat. But a little bit of information about that that you're going to share with us. Go ahead. The absentee voting for that primary uh, has started. It will run now through April 23rd, and it's going to be from 8 to 5 at City Hall. It will be the only spot that you can do the absentee voting. So, again, it has started. It will run through April 23rd during the week from 8 to 5 at City Hall, and then on both Saturdays between now and then. Tomorrow, April 17th from 8 to 12, and then next Saturday, April 24th from 8 to 12. So if you're not going to be in town on the 27th, if you have to go out of town or you know out of the area for that day, please go ahead and get your uh, absentee early absentee voting in. Uh, we can't uh, you know, encourage this enough for Ward 6. Last time, 550 of y'all voted. We'd love to have that number again. Don't let that ward be decided by 100 votes. I mean, don't let 100 people go out there and you know one of the candidates wins 51 to 49 and only 51 people picked your your alderman. So, you know, we're going to push this for the next three shows. You know, really, really, really get out there. I hope they have as much support as they had last time. And we really want this to be a, a good close race. Uh, I know that we're all pulling for, maybe not the candidates, but we're all pulling for. But the main thing is to at least have the 500 or so be able to decide this race. Yeah, and that's going to be Ward 6. Again, that's Notting Hill, um, up into the Nesbitt area. Forest Meadows, Forest Heritage Meadows. Oaks. Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast, you know what ward you're in. Please go out and do it again, just like you did two Tuesdays ago. Support these candidates whichever way uh, you decide to vote. But uh, listen next Friday for the Ryan Diffie and Ben Piper interviews for the Ward 6 Alderman seat. Well, Derek, something that's been a big part of the community, big part of the uh, state of Mississippi for just a very, very long time are the Wix Centers. We don't necessarily have a lot of Hernando local news right now, so we're covering some statewide things. The local Wix Centers, which has been a huge part and asset to the community for a number of years, got some information of that on that statewide. What you got? On Thursday, the Mississippi State Department of Health announced it will be closing all 81 of its women, infants, and children, or the WIC food distribution sites throughout the state in the coming months ahead. Uh, according to the Mississippi Department of Health, 70 positions will be eliminated. The change comes as the WIC clients throughout the United States are being transferred to the use of electronic banking 
and debit card for food purchases due to the federal mandate. The process has already begun in Mississippi. According to these leaders, the EWIC card will be more convenient for clients as they will have a choice of where to purchase their food and infant formula. This rollout, again, will take place over the next few months. And for now, the clients will have paper vouchers to take to the existing food centers to continue along uh, until that total transformation happens. Yeah, so the WIC centers will be going away. It'll be a thing of the past. Seventy people will lose their jobs across the state of Mississippi. I mean, the WIC program has been a tremendous thing. It's been an institution in the state of Mississippi, of course. It's not going away. It's just happening a different way. It's moving into the 21st century, so to speak. Right. They'll be able to go anywhere. Instead of just showing up there and getting there, they can take it up to any local grocery stores. They can take it to Dollar General, stuff like that, being able to get the, the food and make the choices that they have, not just what's available there. They can do it you know, based on the amount that they have on card you know they'll have to do their budgets they'll still have to look and and try to get those things but it does give more of a a choice uh but it is you know you hate to see anybody lose a job uh and then also it's just you kind of something that you've been around so long and you know it's helped so many people being able to provide that it is kind of sad to go away but as you said, it's not really going away. It's just going electronic. Yeah, it just makes uh, makes sense to kind of move again into the 21st century, allow them to use their benefits at, at other places, Dollar General, Walmart, those different places, of course. Um, you know, hopefully they would, they would use it wisely, <laughs> just like anybody would. I hope so. Derek, something that does support the WIC program locally, the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. If you're interested in being a vendor at the Hernando Farmers Market, reach out to Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director for the City of Hernando. Her number is 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmer's Market begins May 1st, will run through the month of October, and will be from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday from May 1st through October. Please make plans to come out to the Hernando Farmer's Market starting May 1st. North Point Christian School is honored to have just been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the readers of the DeSoto Times Tribune. Want to learn more about DeSoto County's largest, oldest, and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school that serves students in grades PK through 12? The school continues to see great interest and excellent attendance at their open house events. Due to the demand, they have added an additional Preview the Point event for prospective families on Monday, April 26th at 6 p.m. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting their Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. And come find out why North Point is best. Are you hoping to make family memories this summer? Now's a perfect time to reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, National Parks, Tropical Getaways, these ladies work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304, 662-469-6304, or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited. 
Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local State Farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213, again 662-429-5213, or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, Derek, you know what Friday means here on the UTW Podcast? It's our DeSoto County shout-outs, which shines a light on positive things coming up, whether it be this weekend and in the, in the coming weeks uh, here in the city of Hernando and all of DeSoto County. So first thing we'll lead with, tomorrow, the 17th annual Mud Bug Bash, right off the square, the Panola Street Courtyard, 3 to 5. They will be doing it differently again this year. Obviously, last year was a drive through This is more of a walk-through from 3 to 5. Uh, Stephen Michael, live music will be, uh, be played. It's a little bit more of a uh, street market type situation there. Uh, so 3 to 5 tomorrow, right there at the Panella Street Courtyard, 17th Annual Mud Bug Bash, supporting the Palmer Homes. Palmer Home, we've had someone from the Palmer Home on our podcast last fall. Palmer Home does a wonderful job in this area, and we definitely want to give a shout-out to them. So tomorrow night, 3 to 5, right there in Hernando, 17th Annual Palmer Home Mud Bug Bash. Something else, Derek, that starts tomorrow, it's going to be a week-long event for DeSoto County. Tell us about it. Starting tomorrow, as you said, and through the 24th, will be the DeSoto County 2021 Spring Cleanup. Uh, this will be taken out throughout the county. Uh, they'll be setting up dumpster locations at different, you know, different locations all over the county. Also, they'll have oil disposal locations and e-waste locations. Wanted to give the uh, addresses for those uh, in the Hernando area for the uh, regular disposal, so just regular dumpster locations. That will be w- located at Hernando Middle School in Nesbitt. You'll have it at the Nesbitt Water Association at 901 Pleasant Hill Road. So again, Hernando Middle School at 700 Dilworth or the Nesbitt Water Association at 901 Pleasant Hill Road. There will also be one west of town uh, at the Eudora Park at 9341 Highway 304 West. So those are the areas around here. For the oil disposal locations, there will be the Central Maintenance Shop at 2339 Gwen Road in Hernando. That will be available Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And then the e-waste locations will be at the Central Maintenance Shop also at 2339 Gwen Road in Hernando for the same time, 7 through 3.30 p.m. So oil and e-waste will go to the Gwen Road location, Hernando, and then the other three locations will have the regular dumpster for you to bring any of your old items that you want to get rid of, you don't want to set by the road, or maybe you're doing your own spring cleanup this weekend or, or early next weekend at your house to be able to bring those by. 17th through the 24th, DeSoto County, you know, the Board of Supervisors making the effort, trying to help people uh, get rid of their junk, trying to help people clean up their properties, that type stuff. 17th through the 24th at the locations that Derek just mentioned to us. Derek, we're going to turn our attention to DeSoto Arts Council. You are on the board of the DeSoto Arts Council. You said to me off air yesterday, didn't realize how much the Arts Council does. Got two back-to-back events. Tell us about them. 
Arts Council, they're really opening up, and I hope everybody is not only listening to our podcast but looking for other places. They've got a lot of wonderful things lined up starting now throughout the rest of the summer. The two things they have coming up, the first one is uh, will be held next Saturday, April 24th. The Hernando Arts Festival will be on the square. Uh, as we've mentioned before, there will not be an Earth Day this year, Earth Day celebration. So the Arts Council is kind of standing in for that. It'll be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. next Saturday at the Hernando Town Square. Uh, they'll have Stephen Michael will be playing starting at 9 a.m. that morning. So please come out and hear his music, uh, as well as they're going to have about four or five different kids' art that you can do using uh, recyclable products, along with the local artist who will have their booth set up so where you can come by, see what they're doing, as well as purchase their wares, uh, or go to the Arts Council itself where they'll have their gift shop open 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. time period. Yeah, I wonder what's on Steven's uh, breakfast set. <laughs> I'm just thinking, he, he joked with us whenever we had our meeting, our Rooster Production meeting uh, with him and, and Mike with Mississippi Music. He joked with us that he was surprised when the guy said, uh, hey, let's, we're going to play at 9, and he thought it meant 9 p.m. He I'm, was thinking, su- I'm thinking, what, Tequila Sunrise? I, I guess. A- Amarillo by morning? There you go. There you yeah. go. Stuff yeah. like that. That might be a good thing. Derek, the next thing Art Council related is something that's pretty interesting. If you're a local artist, if you are a local artist, maybe a local artist with some thick skin, Derek, you might, you might be interested <laughs> in this project. Go. All right. So on April 30th, so Friday, April 30th, 6 p.m. until. So 6 p.m. until. Not quite sure when this one's going to end. If you're working on a piece of art, such as a painting, a pottery, a sculpture, or some kind of mixed media, and you want a different perspective and just can't figure out what would make it complete or if you have a work that you're particularly proud of, bring your artwork to the DeSoto Arts Council on Friday, April 30th, and join Susan Fullwood, Gwen Luttrell, and fellow artists to gain different perspectives and insights on your artwork. This is an artist-only event. So again, it'll be Friday, April 30th from 6 p.m. until at the DeSoto Arts Council at 2465 Highway 61 South. Bring your artwork, something to put it on, such as an easel, and your perspective, and join the Arts Council on the back porch to kind of go and just basically kind of look at each other, maybe critique each other, give each other ideas, and it's kind of just a brainstorming for the local artists in the area to just help kind of broaden their horizons and make their artwork better. Yeah, so basically constructive criticism, that's the goal, which, you know, what you want to do is you want to mix constructive criticism with a uh, an event that, six, that says 6 p.m. until. Until. <laughs> I, could tell, I can only imagine, like, maybe later in the night, you know, things start to look a little different from an artist standpoint. It depends on what's brought. I'm just saying yeah, if yeah. somebody were to bring, you know, a, a, you know, a bottle of wine or something like that, you might get a little bit more brave with your uh, critiques <laughs> of your art. So Friday, April 30th, an artist meetup right there at the back of the DeSoto Arts Council. Man, that, that for being such a small building, they keep, they keep, they're pretty busy. Oh, they're rocking. Speaking of being busy, now's the perfect time to reach out to William Services. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. If you're in search of someone to take care of your lawn this spring and summer, now is the time to call Richard. He also specializes in leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, anything for your outside. Richard is your guy. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Matt, you mentioned earlier that we uh, knew a president has been elected for the crew of Fernando. That president is Dr. Bryant Trotter. That's correct. Dr. Trotter will be the new president for the crew for the next two years. And you can find Dr. Trotter at DeSoto Family Dental Care, which has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. 
Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. That's 662-892-8419. Or visit their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Well, Derek, I think most people that are tuning in today, if we have any new UTW podcast listeners, maybe listeners that are uh, younger, are probably tuning in for our interview. Absolutely fun interview we had uh, with Coach Witten, the uh, Hernando softball coach, You know, having a wonderful season. Sat down with uh, Coach Witten yesterday and three of her players, and it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, nice young ladies, very polite, and, and I think they would they would say that we had a really good time. More laughs than I've had in the, in the uh, How to Barbecue Right Shop studios in a while. Man, that's right. We're really excited to have uh, young people come in here, getting their perspective, you know, just how excited they are, how excited they are about the season, how proud they should be of the season, and just a really good interview. So we hope that uh, everybody stays tuned in. Uh, we're going to go to the interview here in just a moment, and then after the interview, please stick around because we're actually going to discuss uh, how the girls have done uh, over this past few days since our last show, uh, and then, you know, what they're looking at for this weekend. So we'll go to the interview now. Glad to be welcomed this afternoon by Coach Nikki Witten. Coach Witten is the coach for the Lady Tigers softball team, the current number one team in the state of Mississippi. Also joined by Jacqueline Carter, second baseman, a senior for the Lady Tigers. Allie Callahan, a catcher, uh, who's a junior. And Emmy Musers, our first base senior. Coach, we'll start with you. Uh, congratulations on a good season so far. 23 wins, one loss, which <laughs> we talked about it off air. Uh, had kind of a lot of errors in the loss. We did. Which those are the toughest ones when you look back, and it's just like, man, we should have won this one going away. Yes, we were actually in the game until the, the sixth inning, and uh, that's kind of when Brandon uh, pulled away from us. Right. So, Coach, give us a little bit, of, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about where you're from, maybe some playing experience, you know, stuff like that. Okay, so I graduated uh, high school from Boonville. Um, it's close to Tupelo, Mississippi. I went after high school and played at Northeast Community College. Uh, loved my time there. And then after that, I went to North Alabama and played. Long story, but ended up at uh, Blue Mountain for my senior year and enjoyed 
all three of those places. My wife's from a place called Cotton Plant, Mississippi, just south of Blue Blue Mountain. Yes, I know where Cotton Yeah, you, Plant uh, is. probably was a Dwight's Grocery. Was Dwight's Grocery uh, there? I've not. Now, it been it there, may have been torn but... down, but she's from close to there. We go through Blue Mountain to get home and stuff like that. North Alabama's in Florence. It is. Right, Florence, yes. Alabama, exactly. So how long have you been in the DeSoto County system, or how long have you been in Hernando? So this is actually my sixth year to be at Hernando, and I've really enjoyed it here. So Right, and I know you, we were talking off air, I know you, my daughter's on the swim team. Did you swim growing up or anything like that, or was it really one of those things where somebody came to you, Coach Case came to you and said, hey, I need you for nine weeks out of the year to drive yes, a bus? so <laughs> actually they came to me, uh, the, the uh, previous swim coach was uh, stepping down, and they needed somebody to do it, and they came to me and asked me if I would do it, and ended up just falling in love with the the group of kids that are out there and I've really enjoyed doing How long swim. have you been doing that? Uh, this is my this was my fourth right. year to do swim. Right. And you drive the bus and everything. Hannah oh, Grace yeah. says that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And go to Georgia's I think when you leave Tupelo. Go to Georgia's, yep. See, look at you. Uh, I mean, you grew, you went to Blue. Exactly. Yep. I mean, yeah, so there's sorry, we're just the girls are looking at us like we anyway. Um <laughs> Let's let's talk a little bit about this team. This team is, I mean, twenty three wins, one loss, building a pretty strong resume. How many more games? The I mean, how many more games until the playoffs really start? Um, so we have two more this week and two more next week. So okay. four more games until playoffs. Okay, and playoffs are done. I know in basketball, you may have listened to the podcast. We were trying to figure out basketball how how it kind of worked. It's kind of you had a district tournament. The district tournament meant some seeding stuff what's it look like for softball what, what's that look like so softball you play district games throughout the end of the year and then um, they seed you based on how you do during those games so right now we're currently um, 4-0 and in district and uh, you'll get seeded there is no district tournament and if you win district you get a bye on the first round of playoffs right it's kind of been working out where the northern teams like Hernando and Oxford and Tupelo Center Hill that type we're having to play the teams the northern side of Jackson is that kind of where we're heading towards well, maybe going to be matched up with someone like uh, that so our district is Hernando, South Haven, Horn Lake, and Oxford. And then um, you've got D.C., Lewisburg, O.B., and Tupelo. Okay. We will actually, if everything pans out, um, we'll, you know, we'll face somebody like Madison Central, uh, Warren Central. Who else is in there? Uh, Germantown, Clinton. Okay. So I would say that we would face one of those four okay. in the first in the second round of playoffs. Not everybody listening to our podcast maybe goes to a lot of softball games or pays yeah. close attention and stuff like that. Uh, we're we're going to try and change that if we can. Uh, we'd, we'd love for them to uh, pay more attention. Tell us some strengths of your team, and we'll get to the young ladies that are here in just a second individually. Tell us some strengths of your team that you've been really proud of or excited about You know, going on for the last two months. Um, so our team is just full of great leaders. Um, I've got a really good uh, senior group made up of Macy Everett, Jacqueline Carter, and Emmy Musers. They've just been, you know, leading the way in different ways, honestly. Um, and then my juniors, I've got six juniors. So we've got a really older group now. And in, in 2019, we actually went to North Half. And at that time, they were all, you know, freshmen and sophomores. And, and then COVID happened in 2020. Um, and that, and now I feel like, you know, they just came in focused and, and ready to lead us. So that's been huge, just having that leadership. I really feel like we're, we're pretty equal. Uh, Every side of the ball, you know, as far as offense, defense, and our pitching has really stepped up this right. year. Let me ask you a quick question. Go back to what you're just saying. Coronavirus, you know, COVID nineteen, you know, happened last summer or last year during the middle of softball season. What was that like to look at those young ladies? How many seniors did you have last year? Unlike most programs, we actually didn't have any seniors, thankfully. Yes. Yeah, that made it real easy to say, hey, season's canceled. See you next year. Yeah, Yeah. so we didn't have any uh, seniors. I'm very grateful for that um, because I didn't have to look at any of them and, you know, tell them. But 
Um, but I feel like as far as experience-wise, it did hurt us. You know, our pitchers, they were freshmen at the time the year before, and then, you know, their sophomore year was going to be their year to really get on the mound. So to just see them come out and, and be as focused and determined as they are right now has just been great. But the experience that was lost during COVID just really, you know, I think it put a damper on on every program. But, you know, we're all in the same the same boat. So twenty three wins, uh, only one loss, which we don't we don't talk about that. Um, but twenty three wins, and so that's I mean twenty three wins in a season is tremendous anyway. So uh, you know we got to, but we, but we have more goals ahead of us. What do you feel like the the goal is for this team? What do you feel like the ceiling is? I feel like we've set the ceiling pretty high from the very first day of practice. Um, here lately, our motto's just been you know we're not looking at our record, we're we're staying humble, and we're trying to be one and zero after every game. The girls have really been buying into that, and um, you know I, I feel like the the ceiling is very high and i feel like they they want to meet those expectations well coach we're going to visit with uh, some of your players now if that's all right first one up just because she happens to be sitting in, in this particular row or order uh, miss jacqueline carter second base senior jacqueline how long have you been playing softball i think the my first park and rec game i was four years old Right. In Amory, Mississippi. It was my first game ever. Okay. So from Amory, so you've moved here? Yes, sir. I was in Amory up until I was in fifth grade. Or I actually moved to Saltillo, Mississippi, wow, a small sure. town out of Tupelo. And then I moved back home to Hernando because I was born around here. My mom lived here. Right. And I was here in sixth grade. And, and just been playing softball uh, ever since? Yes, sir. Just fell in love with it, and that's what yes. you do. Quick question. Coach Witten, as a coach, how is she? Oh, God. <laughs> No, no. I, I love Coach Ritten. She's definitely pushed me to be a better player, and I've really gotten stronger with her fundamentally, mentally, that kind of thing. And, yeah, I'm, I really appreciate her. Does she do a good job, Coach? Do you feel like you do a good job of, of just expressing the expectations of what we have, and that way they know it on the front end? Is that kind of a style for you? Absolutely. We've been talking about May 15th since the very – first or second week of practice so. right and you were talking about Jacqueline what do you think coach was actually kind of talking about some strengths of, of, of her team what do you think as a second baseman how long have you been playing there have you been starting for a while that has or? been my position since I was four. Oh wow okay <laughs> yes, yeah um, I mean I move around in the field you know summer ball that kind of thing outfield shortstop but yeah second base that's like my home it's my main position right so. what do you feel like as a player is one of your are your strengths my main goal is to always try to be like, you know, one of the leaders of the team and, you know, give them that leader role and trying to step up the senior year, giving it all I got just because it's my last time. So where do you bat in the lineup? I bat second. Left side or right side? Uh, right side. I'm just asking again, we're going to try and educate a little softball talk here. The slap hitters are going to be left handed every time, right? They have to because that's the goal, right? Yes. yes, it's yes. A, it, yeah. It's to. Speedy people. Yeah. For the listeners, what what that is is fairly simple. Someone batting from the left side would simply kind of be almost taking off to first base, trying to bunt the ball, not bunt it, but hit it towards away from them, so they can they're already halfway to first base. Exactly. They're called a slap hitter, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're learning all this. Ish. We're learning, learning this stuff. Base passer, how long? Uh, sixty feet. Sixty feet. Okay. And I learned this, uh, Emmy. You coached me on this a few minutes ago. Listeners, you cannot leave. You cannot steal a base until the ball is left the pitcher's hands. A little educational right there. And so once they once it's left the hand, then you can then you can can run from there. Jacqueline, I think uh, one of our recent podcasts, your batting average is over five hundred. Uh, yes, sir. That's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> Thank good. you. Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. So again, podcast listeners, that means in ten uh, attempts, she got on base via hit more than five times. Well, Jacqueline, thank you again for coming in. We really appreciate you visiting with us. We're going to turn our sights to Miss Allie Callahan. We realize our piece together, we live in the same neighborhood. 
So, well, and Derek, the other the other host, he lives in the same neighborhood as you as well. So, uh, I don't know if you noticed, like my my daughter and I ride bikes just right there around your house all the time. So, I hope we don't, don't bother have you. A golf cart too? No, we don't have a golf. Thanks for reminding me that I don't. Have, we used to have one. It yeah. broke though. <laughs> I don't have a golf cart, but uh, I try and get my exercise in. You know, trying to get my exercise. Well, look, Allie, you are the catcher. Yes, sir. You play catcher. All right, catch us up. Uh, no pun intended, but work with us on that. How long have you been playing catcher? Um, I've been catching since I started playing softball, so around eight years now. What I can kind of tell when it comes to catcher, at least in my experience, they either wanted to be a catcher or their coaches told them to go back there. That's kind of one of those situations. But you fell in love with it and have been liked it ever since? Yes, sir. I actually tried pitching. I had two lessons, and then I decided to change my mind. I was like, I want to catch, and so I just fell in love with it. Right, and have been catching for the high school team, I mean, since, what, seventh, eighth grade? No, sir. I actually moved here my sophomore year. Okay. All right. From where? Magnolia Heights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So as the catcher, are you calling the game or is that coming from the dugout? They're telling you what to do? No, sir. The coaches call the pitches okay. from the wristbands. Okay. From the wristbands. And coach, and jump in with me. And that's just off of scouting reports and stuff like that, different players, what they're good at? Yeah. So we look into to different players as far as, you know, if they like they don't like outside pitches or rise balls or drop balls. So... Um, it's definitely coming from the coach to Allie, and then uh, we'll call a location as well. So, Did they ever let you call what you want to call or anything like no. that? Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> I mean, nothing, you don't ever let them at all, Coach? Uh, we have not yet. I mean, I just, so. maybe if you're up by 10, hey, Coach, let me call a few so you can learn how to do it. Yeah. Do you ever right, – are, are, pitchers, are pitchers allowed – I mean, just a thought, you know. <laughs> are pitchers allowed to shake you off? We have – no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not in their best interest. It's not in their best interest. I understand that, and things are working but out. They they do a really good job of you know focusing in on the pitch that we're asking them to throw. So well, a lot of times the kids that age, seventeen, eighteen years old, if you can explain to them, hey, here's the reason we're calling that. Right, that's and then, the understanding. You know, if they if they are if they're shaking us off, and you know, they hit a home run or get a base hit or something, then they're going to be upset with theirself. You sure. know, so we we like to take that away from them. Alec, can you? Uh, how many people have we thrown out this year? Oh, I believe I've thrown out six people this year. Okay, and you said off air maybe four at second base, but feel like maybe two right behind them. So, coach, what do you think is uh, what do you think Allie's strengths are as a hitter? Uh, she brings a lot to the table right now. She's actually leading our team in RBIs, okay. uh, which is runs batted in, and uh, she is a triple threat when she goes up there. So she can lay down a bunt for a hit. Um, she can slap or she can swing. Um, I've seen her hit the ball over the fence, so she's definitely a triple threat for us. Allie, you're batting third in the lineup yes, so far. Well, good deal. Let's travel 60 feet and talk to the first baseman, Miss Emmy Musers. Yes, sir. Yes, first baseman, senior. Talk to us about that. Been playing first base how long? Oh, so I've been kind of all around the field. Sophomore year, right before Allie Callahan came to us, I caught every single inning. And I'm not really much of a catcher. I just kind of stepped up because I wanted a spot on the field, and that was the only spot left open. So I was like, I'll do it. And I did it, and I never liked it. I have bad knees. I'm a big girl, so <laughs> squatting <laughs> squatting back there for right. seven innings straight is a lot of sure. work. So props to my our catcher, Julia Shaw's catcher, and Jana Shaw's off our pitcher. That's our catcher. She's perfect at it. She does the job well. And then I played third base a little bit, but I moved to first, and I feel like I'm finally back home. So right. I really like that. I have a place of, like, my leadership can show at first because I get to a lot – I like to talk to my teammates a lot in sure. the field. Do, do the Shaw twins both pitch? The Shaw twins do both pitch. Jana is a lefty, and Julia is a righty. Emmy, what do you feel like you do well as a first baseman? As a first baseman, okay, so my height. 
I am yep. about six foot. Wow. So I can, if it's the ball is high or anywhere, I feel like I can get to it. So I'm a big target for everybody. I'm not a little 5'3 girl like our shortstop, but that's fine. But we, <laughs> we haven't had any bad throws, but if we were to, I'm there for it. So I guess that's the best thing for me as a first baseman is that I can get to it. Do most of your bad throws come from the 5'3 shortstop? Oh, no, no. I don't even think – I can't even think of one that we've had. Well, the second baseman is motioning that she she has she has had several yeah, bad throws. The shortest yeah. distance. Isn't that but the worst, good. though? That's usually how it works. Like, hey, it easiest is. throws are the it ones is. that go in the dugout, man. Hey, tell me about Coach Witten, your experience with Coach Witten, how things have gone there. Coach Witten is unlike any other coach I've ever had. She pushes you to – exceed we talked about the ceiling like she puts like pushes to reach the ceiling and beyond it go through it go above it and all and I think that like that is taught us so much on the field and out of the field too just like everything what you're maybe saying is she teaches you to believe past the ceiling believe past that's the thing right there so see coach no blushing here all right so tell me about your hitting what are we are we coming from the right side left side what are we doing coming from the right side batting where in the lineup four hole okay so i've got the two three and four hole hitters right here okay well good deal so cleanup hitter um tell us about that your experience as a cleanup hitter I'm built for power. Okay. Like I said, I'm a big girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hit for power. Um, my goal at the beginning of the season was to hit eight home runs, and I'm at five right now. So I'm, like, pushing towards that goal. And it's fun to be the cleanup hitter, but also I wouldn't be anywhere without the one, two, and three hole. And then the five to nine hole also. Like, it's just the whole team has to come in together. Do you feel like as a senior, you were talking about your leadership and, and, and definitely that's something that you enjoy being a part of that. Do you feel like the team is a, a tight-knit team? Oh, yes, sir. We were actually talking just the other day about like how none of us have a problem with each other. We we know that it's understood that we have to respect each other. Even if you have a difference with somebody, like we're here for one reason, and that's to make it to May 15th. And we all know that, and we've settled on it, and we're 1-0 every day. Until the, after the season where you find, you find out everybody's feelings on Snapchat or something oh, like yes. that. <laughs> probably kinda, so. Probably exactly. So. That's kind of – well, girls, I'm so appreciative of you all coming in and visiting with us. Uh, we wish you all the, the best of success uh, moving forward. I don't have to ask what May 15th is. I think I might know. So we want to, you know, wish you all luck for that for sure. So rarely do we get to have young people like I told you all before. We, we uh, had Reed Flanagan here with us, and that was our, our youngest interview that we've been able to have and had a nice time with him. So I'm going to kind of do some stuff around the room with you ladies. That I did with Reed and asked those fun questions questions and stuff. Allie actually knows uh, from our youth group at church uh, that, you know, some of the different things we do. So I'll start with Emmy because the microphone's in front of you. Uh, favorite color? Yellow. Favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea that that was about to come out yeah. of your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Read people's minds. Favorite food? Um, I like steak, but you can never go wrong with chicken tenders. Chicken tenders? Where, where, where's your favorite chicken tender? Canes. If you could speak to your entire team right now about the rest of the season, what would you say? I would say stay focused 100% and that as a senior, I know that it comes, it goes like so fast and we only have one month left and it has come on me so fast, especially COVID-19, having my junior year just kind of like ripped away and then you sure. just step right into senior year. I would just say, don't take it for granted. Go out there, give a hundred percent, and all that you can. Absolutely. Well, I don't think you could have said it, said it much better. Allie, would you like a round of a uh, few questions or no? You would. All right. Allie, what's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite movie? The Notebook. Do you think that The Notebook is probably the favorite movie of a majority of girls your age? I would definitely say yes. What do you think is a better? What do you think? Do you think more girls your age like The Notebook or Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> the Notebook, <laughs> definitely. Exactly. I would definitely say that. What's your favorite food? 
Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Microwaved, homemade, oh, what? Homemade. My mom makes the best macaroni and cheese. Tell me something the seniors of this softball team have taught you. Um, the seniors have definitely taught me like how to be a leader by example on the field and just to keep my head up when something goes wrong and just stay positive throughout the game. That's good advice. Jacqueline, we'll turn our attention to you. Again, we're sitting here with the catcher, first baseman, and second baseman for the Hernando Lady Tigers, Miss Jacqueline Carter, second base senior. Tell us favorite food. Oh, absolutely chicken tenders. From where? Uh, mm, Outback has really good chicken tenders. <laughs> I've never had it. All right, so Outback is literally a steakhouse, and you're saying chicken tenders from yes. Outback are good. Yes, with their honey mustard. It is awesome. Okay, yes. all right. I don't know. Our, our listeners are probably going to be yelling at the radio <laughs> uh, when it comes to that. Favorite color. I like, like, a pastel yellow. That is the most detailed answer to not that. Not a Hernando. This sounds terrible. Not okay, like no, okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Easter yellow. Like okay, East, that makes sense. So yeah, like a spring uh, yellow. That makes total yeah. sense. Okay, podcast listeners, I did ask uh, Jacqueline off air. She has a little bit of damage to the right side of her car. Tell us a quick story. What happened to your car? So I was driving home, and this mailbox ran out in the road <laughs> and got Jenny. Jenny's my car from Forrest Gump. And uh, Jenny got smacked on the side of her. I don't know if it'd be her leg or her. It's just the back door. Right. And she has a really bad scar. Hopefully yeah. she'll get that fixed sometime soon. So real quick, so just so we know, the, the listeners are going to be concerned about this. Uh, the moving mailboxes, yes. where, what part of town should they watch oh, out for the moving? in Lewisburg. So it was in Lewisburg. Oh, in so the Lewisburg area. Yes. Okay, Lewisburg back roads. Yes. Moving mailboxes are big out there. Yes. Okay. They're okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. So look, last question for you. Tell us what it is meant to be a lady tiger. Last year, you know, we didn't have seniors, and you know, yeah, you know, it's great and all to not be able to have to tell them that news. But you know, that's a big year. Junior year is a big year, and you know, I'm not just thinking about me. I'm thinking about the team. And you know, we had we would had a good year for sure last year. I know we would. And you know, when I got that call. I texted. I remember. I remember texting Emmy, and I said, "Emmy, let's go to the field." And we went to the field, and Coach Witten just happened to be there, sure. <laughs> and we saw Coach Witten. You know, I told Emmy, I said, "Emmy, we're seniors," and you yeah. know, I was like, you know, this. Let's promise, you know, this year, no matter what happens, no matter if we're zero and ten or ten and zero, whatever, batting a thousand, batting one hundred, you know, we're gonna go out this year, and we're gonna finish hard, and we're gonna, you know, we really want to win, you know, this year for the team and for us, and just to get to play together one more time so uh and Matt just to kind of add to to Jacqueline's story on that what's crazy about the the group that I've got right now is when they were freshmen and and sophomores in in 2019 they actually uh made it to north half and got a uh, runner up to the state champions uh to the team that went on to be uh the state championship team so um you know to just have that next year you know we were five and one whenever COVID hit and and we were expecting big things out of the out of that group so that was tough that was tough as a as a coach to have to go in and tell your kids you know hey season's over you know so that's why I really do think that they're kind of bought into this year sure. even more just because there wasn't a season last year. Well, they got to taste it their freshman and sophomore year. It was taken away from them uh, their junior year, so it's on you right. know, now. I mean, definitely uh, the goal set for May 15th. Well, look, let's circle back with you. Your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food is gumbo. Favorite color? Um, let's go with purple. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. I'm kind of an action movie person. The Taken movies. Well, Coach, as we I, like, I kind of got them. The, the last question kind of was more of a meaningful question. What is this team, the 2021 Hernando Lady Tigers, meant to you? 
man, they've meant the world. I mean, the sophomores and, and the juniors and seniors, they've been with me since they were in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. So this has definitely been a crazy, uh, you know, growing experience. We were talking about their 2019 season. We actually started that season three and nine. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. And then they went on to, you know, to compete for the North Half Championship. So just to see them grow and uh, – and to become the leaders and the the young ladies that they are today has just been really special. Yeah, Derek and I joke off off air all the time. We wish we would have gone into coaching, gone into stuff like that. So, just congratulations to you for being an inspiration to the kids and and being somebody that they can come to and and look for you know at all times to take care of them. So, congratulations for that. Thank you very much. Hey, coach, do we know possibly what the record crowd is to watch a softball game in high school? In Mississippi, can we find that out, please? We can find. That we can out. find that I out. I would say the 2019 uh, Hernando De Soto Central softball series was huge, and DC actually went on to win state that wow. year. So that that that, uh, that series was pretty cool. You know, all the all the De Soto County people were, were at that game. Where was either, that located? You know, rooting for either team. Uh, the first game was actually at Hernando, and then the last two games, it went to three games. Wow. Uh, was at DC. Okay. So. Well, we may we may have to see what that record is and see if we can address that. Yeah, let's do that. So that that, that could be a lot of fun. Well, we appreciate you uh, guys coming in. Good luck to the Lady Tigers the rest of the year, and uh, we'll be cheering here. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. Again, what a fun interview, and we want to thank Coach Witten uh, and the players for coming in and sitting down with Matt and just giving their time. I mean, it was a, a great interview. I know that uh, we actually condensed it down a little bit, uh, but just a, I know Matt had a great time and just what a wonderful representation of our city the way that, and the way that they're playing, and we just cannot wait to follow them through the playoffs, which I believe start next week. Yeah. Derek, some of those questions towards the end, whenever we would ask, when I asked the young ladies uh, their questions, there were uh, a couple of times the seniors in the room, uh, you know, got a bit emotional. Just talking about, um, you know, having their junior season, which maybe could have led to a state title yeah. then, uh, kind of ripped away from them. But just the, you know, it, it, it did. It started to get – may have been some some tears shed here in, in the Haddle Barbecue Right Shop studios. But uh, thank you again to the young ladies and Coach Whitten for coming in. Just one of my favorite interviews we've done. And uh, we actually had somebody reach out, a father of one of the players, reach out to us before he had even heard the interview and uh, thanked us for shining a light. You said he, he listened to four shows in a row, I think. He did. He did. Four shows, which is possible. Hey, if you find us, you can listen to kind of – you can binge listen to uh, – our, our shows anywhere you listen to podcasts and and so we appreciate the support we appreciate the young ladies and coach Whitten for coming in we're going to continue to shine a light on them right here under the water tower well matt now we're turning to the actual sports themselves the actual games themselves but before we get there we want to uh we have two signings this past week uh so always excited to do signings no matter what season it is no matter what sport it is we're going to announce uh any and all signings that we can find out there in the Twitterverse. And so today we have two signings. The first, we want to congratulate Damian McKnight of the Lake Cormorant Gators on signing today to play college basketball at East Coast Community College. And this is, again, he's going to play basketball at East Coast Community College. So congratulations to Damian McKnight on having at least the first two years of his college paid for. Congratulations to him. Get an opportunity to keep, uh, you know, keep hooping, which is uh, always good. Opportunity to play and get somebody else paying for your college. Congratulations to him. All right, the next one is another basketball signee. Congratulations to senior Matthew Smith from DeSoto Central on signing with Tougaloo College on Tougaloo. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, he signed with Tougaloo College in Alabama. Smith is a 6'3 wing who averaged 16 points and five rebounds per game for the Jaguars. So, again, congratulations. Obviously, that's a four-year college, so congratulations from him to going there, not only getting to play uh, basketball for uh, what's, you know, a historical black college, but also to be able to you know, have his college paid for and, and come out with a, a great degree. So, so congratulations to uh, senior Matthew Smith. Now we're turning to the actual games themselves. And since that interview, uh, your number one Lady Tigers took down 
South Haven on Tuesday in a district matchup with a 13-3 Mercy Rule victory. And then last night, they played Horn Lake and came away with a 16-0 victory. Again, I'm assuming that's a Mercy Rule. Didn't quite get the uh, – didn't hadn't seen the box score yet. I do have the tweet and the final. 16-0. Uh, so, again, that moves them to 24-1, Matt, 5-0 and in district. 5-0 in district. So, congratulations again to the Lady Tigers. Thank you for coming in here. Thank you for a great interview. And then not only that, following up that interview with a great game uh, last night. Next, we'll move on to Lewisburg. Lewisburg uh, entered this week at 13-6 and six and had not, had not played since last Saturday's doubleheader against Northwest Rankin. They played a, a DeSoto Central last night, and they scored four runs in the second, two in the sixth, and then held on for a 7-5 to five win over the Lady Jaguars. It was back and forth. I know it was 4-4 at one point. Uh, they were to pull away, again, 7-5 to five win over the Lady Jaguars. Uh, that pushes their record to 14-6, and six. 14-6, and six, and they now travel tonight to Tupelo for their final 1-6A matchup. Their final uh, game, I think they're 4-1 on the season. They'll be going to their final uh, matchup uh, in regular season. So, again, playoff start next week. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're already here. Uh, next, DeSoto Central. Uh, Meg, they uh, had two games this week. First on Tuesday, Meg Vincent, Matt, tossed a perfect game, striking out 18 and a 4-0 win over Tupelo. Now, there's only 21 outs in the softball a game. full perfect game. Not a no-hitter, but a perfect game. Perfect game. Wow. And not only that, but of the 21 outs, 18 were strikeouts. Yeah. That's a, that's a dominating yeah, performance. That's one of those – the other team did not even want to come to the, to the plate. Yeah, Tupelo, thank you for showing up yeah. and taking your – and taking your uh, getting no hits and taking your beating. Again, they moved to 4-0 in division play at the end, but then, of course, last night they played Lewisburg. Uh, they did lose, and now they're sitting at 4-1 in division play. And then finally, North Point. The Lady Trojans – uh, had a, a couple games this week. Uh, they won 18 to nothing over the St. George Griffins on Tuesday night. Meredith Anthony got the win. Natalie Shaw went two for three with four RBIs and two doubles. Anthony also helped her own calls going one for two with a triple and an RBI. Last night, the softball team played Tennessee 6A Powerhouse Carnival and won five to one. The Lady Trojans were led by Meredith Anthony again, who went two for two with an RBI. And Kennedy Brown had two RBIs. Kennedy Brown also notched the win, giving up five hits and the one run over the seven innings. The softball teams we continue to cover, Derek, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's Very what, good. Yeah, softball Coach Wood mentioned that during the interview. The softball teams in Desoto County, uh, you know, the north half, north area, uh, I, I feel like it's going to come right through Desoto County. So, congratulations to the Hernando Lady Tigers, Lady Jaguars, all the different schools that we're covering. Congratulations to y'all, and I feel like the six uh, A playoffs, uh, Derek, are going to come straight through Desoto County. I can't wait to cover it starting next week. Uh, looking forward. I think you'll have. I think you're right, Matt. I think the north half finals will more than likely be two Desoto County teams. Yeah. Well, we won't, we don't want to jinx it, but we'll be a part of it. Now, turning to baseball, and again, we'll start under the water tower. The Tigers uh, are playing Horn Lake this week. Now, remember, baseball always has a three-game series every week against a different district opponent. This week, the Tigers are playing Horn Lake. The Tigers took game one, 9-4 to four on Tuesday, with Ethan Spence taking a no-hitter into the sixth inning, but they still were able to finish out with a 9-4 to four victory. The Tigers will continue their series tonight with game two, where they can take the series with a win and then wrap it up tomorrow. We'll have the series up tomorrow where they'll either hopefully hopefully be going for a sweep, but let's go ahead and get that win tonight and then uh, be able to take the series. Next, Lewisburg is playing Olive Branch in their three-game series. On Tuesday, Lewisburg scored 12 in the fourth inning to go on and knock off the Keisters 19-1 in those four innings. Brady Tigert got the win. Then on Wednesday, Lewisburg went out of, out of conference to play the Bartlett Panthers for a midweek game. The Panthers scored two runs 
in the bottom of the sixth to knock off the Patriots 3-2. to two. Josh Pack absorbed the loss for the Patriots, who fall to 14-6 and six on the season. They are back at it tonight at 7 p.m. to host Olive Branch in Game 2 of their, one, uh, their Region 1 6A three-game series. Next, we'll go to DeSoto Central. DeSoto Central is hosting Tupelo for their three-game series. The Green Wave took Game 1 7 to nothing. They'll look to continue their series with, with Game 2 tonight in Tupelo. And then finally, North Point. The Trojans played ECS this week in a District 2-game series. So, again, Tennessee does it a little differently. They just do two games, one home, one away. And they hosted the Eagles for Game 1 on Monday night. The Trojans were down 4-3 uh, to three in the bottom of the seventh, but rallied to win with a walk-off single by Owen Staples 5-4. to four. Carson Fox got the win for the Trojans, who were led offensively by Anthony Zarlingo, who was 3-4 for four with a double and an RBI. Owen Staples, who was 2-4 for four to go along with the walk-off. Hudson Brown, who was 2-for-3 with three RBIs, including a solo home run. And then on Tuesday night, the Trojans traveled to ECS and won again 6-3 to to win the series. James Smith got the complete game win, giving up only five hits and striking out 10 over seven innings. Smith also delivered all the offense he would need, going 3-for-3 three three with a home run, triple, and four RBIs. They next play tonight against Briarcrest at 7 p.m., and then they host Arlington tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. Another non-district game. Correct. A- actual Arlington High School. Arlington High School. Gotcha. Okay. Man, just a lot of baseball you know, happening right now. A lot of softball, a lot of baseball. Just, in, uh, you know, enjoying the weather, getting out there and playing. Uh, just congratulations to the softball and baseball teams as they continue to push forward to the playoffs. Good luck to everybody we've been uh, had the pleasure to cover. If you enjoy what you heard today on the UTW Podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Please continue to share our shows on Facebook, Hernando Happenings, Twitter, anything like that that can help us continue to grow and support our advertisers. If you'd like to advertise with the UTW Podcast, email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show right here under the water tower, Look for our brother podcast, OB Pod. That's OB Pod. They release a weekly show covering Olive Branch and the eastern side of DeSoto County. Derek, before we go, I want to remind the UTW podcast listeners of the Water Tower Sessions being hosted by Rooster Production, our company, partnered with Mississippi Music, coming up Friday, May 14th, right there at the Panola Courtyard. That's Friday, May 14th. It's going to be the Friday before a fair which you and I both know in Hernando is massive. It's a really, really big day. Especially so, taking a year off. It's going to be just absolutely huge this year. I'm telling you, if it's 80 degrees on that Saturday, man, this the Friday night right there at the courtyard, live music coming back to Hernando, Rooster Production, Mississippi Music. Please look on Facebook for a link to buy tickets. Only 200 tickets will be sold. That's only 200 tickets, and they are going fast. Definitely, if you're interested in live music returning to Hernando, please look for that. Water Tower Sessions, Friday, May 14th, coming up soon. Again, looking forward to next Friday's show. That's a week from today. Next Friday's show, Ben Piper, Ryan Diffie, running for the Ward 6 Alderman seat right here in Hernando. If you're a resident of Ward 6, you do not want to miss that episode next Friday, sitting down with those two guys. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.